0: Well, hello there, and Merry Christmas. Uh, How wonderful to see you all, Uh, and uh, hope you are in festive mood. By the look of some of your outfits, you are, uh, which is great. Um, uh, Is anybody? I am very dodgy territory here because I'm a teacher and I've already stopped uh, for the holidays. Anybody else in that position? Anybody else got no more work to do? I've still, yeah, some people looking very pleased with themselves. It's uh, it's very very exciting there's just the chance because I stopped early that um that I won't be still shopping uh, about 5 to 5 on Christmas Eve which is my normal. Hey, I wanted to speak to you today. Guess what I want to talk to you about today? Hey, Jesus. <laughs> uh yeah, Christmas. Wait, well, hey, somebody said Easter. I think mm. <laughs> Uh Christmas uh, and a you know as you do you can, this time of year, you can read over the Christmas story, and it's always surprising what you find there's A story that you've heard so many times, um, and there are parts parts of it that you hear more than others, and there are parts that you expect to be there that aren't. You know, for example, like you know the the, the cows, you know, and, and the. And the, and the donkeys and, you know, the, the piglets and, you know, and the straw and all that. You're expecting all that kind of stuff. It's not there. You, you, you think it is. Go, go and have a look. You won't find it. You know, th- things that you expect to be there aren't there. Things that you don't expect to be there, you actually find when you go back and, uh, you go back and read um, the, the story again. And I want to talk a wee bit this morning about a part of the story which I rarely hear. Anybody talk about Um, and and maybe in about twenty minutes you'll know why. (laughs) 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 Just joking. (laughs) Let's let's hope Uh for something more. So we're in Luke Luke's Gospel, and we are in chapter two. Wonderful. Teresa, where would we be without you? <laughs> uh, okay, so we're in Luke and we're in chapter 2 and we're going to read from verse 22. So this is a little time after the, uh, the moment when, when, J- when Jesus was born. This is when he was presented at the temple. Uh, okay, so and f- from verse 22. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up. That is Mary and Joseph. Uh, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord: Every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord: A pair of turtle doves, or a two or two young pigeons. Uh, now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. Uh, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. He I, I, doesn't say what age he was, I wonder. I mean, was he like 512? Do you know what I mean? How long has he been waiting? Uh, and he came in the Spirit to the temple, that's another phrase. I don't know if you read the Bible like me. I read the Bible and think, he came in the spirit to the temple. You think, I wonder what that looked like. Did he kind of like... <laughs> you know, he probably just walked in very slowly because he was very old. He was 512. <laughs> he came in the spirit very slowly to the temple. And when the, when the parents... Brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed him, uh, and blessed God, sorry, and said, th- th- Again, this, this kind of, you know, try and picture this. Yeah. To me, this is the, the kind of Lion King moment. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you feel like the whole, hey, no, I'm <laughs> you know, maybe it wasn't like that at all. <laughs> I suspect not, actually. <laughs> he, he took took up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation and you have, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people Israel. What a thing to say over a child. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts uh, from many hearts may be revealed. Okay, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we just... Thank you that you are with us always and here among us this morning. Lord, you know every heart, Lord, and you know exactly where we're all at and, you know, what kind of year we've had, what kind of week we've had. And, uh, Lord, your, your heart is compassionate and tender towards us, Lord. And I, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would move among us this evening, this evening, this morning, and that you would touch, yeah, the sun didn't bother coming up, you can see why I was confused, and that many, many would encounter you this morning in Jesus' name, amen, God, Lord Jesus, help me, Lord, I know, help me, Lord, stop working Friday, what can I say, I've been feeling giddy ever since, uh, okay. <laughs> now the interesting thing about this, there is something interesting about it, I, I promise. The interesting thing about this passage is that what we're seeing really is a kind of traditional service, a tr- kind of traditional church thing that uh, the people of Israel used to do. So it was kind of prescribed in their law that... Um, you know, when you had your firstborn son, you would take him to the temple, you would dedicate him to the Lord, you would make a sacrifice, and this is what people across Israel did, and they had been doing it for centuries. It was the traditional thing. You know, this is, this is what we do. And, and, and actually, for many of us, um, you know, Christmas is a bit like that too, isn't it? It's, it's, the, it's the thing that we do. You know, we have, we have our kind of traditions, uh, some of us in our family, you know, you, do, you have to do the exact thing, you know, at the exact time, you know, you have to eat this exact quantity, you know, and, and everything, you, it can become this kind of prescribed thing that you do, and you do it every single year, and everybody has to do it. You know, including, you know, the third awkward child who doesn't really want to. You know, everybody has to do it at exactly the right time, otherwise it doesn't count. Suddenly it's not Christmas for everyone. You know, we have, we have these kind of traditions that we associate with this time of year. And even, even in church, you know, we kind of come along, we sing the carols, you know, and... You know, we have the nativity and, you know, the kids get dressed up in their dressing gowns and pretend to be shepherds and stuff like that. And it's great. It, we have the kind of, But what's interesting in this story is that in the context of this very traditional thing, yeah. the Holy Spirit speaks yeah. a new thing. Really and I think that is actually very true of life. It's often in the doing of the thing, the the thing that you've always done, the traditional thing, that actually God, who is always wanting to speak, finds us. I read an amazing um, uh, interview earlier in the year with the actor Shia LaBeouf. I don't know if you've heard of Shia LaBeouf. He's quite an interesting man, (laughs) quite an interesting man, and he... Uh, he played a part in, I think it was probably the end of last year, in, in a very violent film. I haven't seen the film, but it's called Fury. I mean, you call a film Fury, you think that's going to be a violent film. Uh, and it was a Second World War film, and he was playing, alongside Brad Pitt, he was playing this priest. And he gave this fascinating interview, because I think he's you know, a bit of a troubled soul. And he said that there was something about playing the part of... A man of God, a priest of, of, of having to learn the prayers and that caused something to awaken within him that he didn't know was there. There's something about just doing the thing, doing the stuff, turning up when you don't want to. And suddenly you realize, suddenly you, you, you're, you're standing there and you're singing... Lo, within the manger lies he who built the starry skies. And you've sung it a thousand times. But in that moment, the Holy Spirit whispers something to you, and it comes alive, and you come alive. In the doing of the thing, the traditional thing, in that context, this whole, the Holy Spirit in this story speaks of new things. You know, the people of Israel... Um, Set very great store on telling and retelling the story of God. You know, many of their um, festivals and and traditions are based around just the telling of the story. So, so the the, the Passover meal, for example, this thing every, every year. You know, they, they gather the family around the table, and in the middle of this this great feast. Often, one or maybe more of the family will tell, literally, just read out the story, tell the story of of the exodus, of the escape that the Hebrews made under God's power from from Egypt. And, and there's something about telling the story, and nobody nobody preaches, you know, nobody gives you a five point doctrinal sermon about, you know, this is what God, you know, they just tell the story. And they take it in turns to tell the story. And something about telling the story, you find your place within the story. You start to identify with the story. You learn who you are, who your people are. This is our our history. This is who we are. This is where we come from. This is the journey our people have been on. Let me encourage you. When you are at home this Christmas doing the traditional thing. With your family, that actually the Holy Spirit yeah. is there with you, yes. and He can speak a new thing. Yeah. He can make it new for you. Maybe you're reading the the Nativity book that you know you've been reading to your kids for you know 25 years or something like that. You know, or you're kind of you know you're setting out your little something for. Santa? No, that's not in the Bible. Um, but you, you, you know what I mean? We do, these, we do these things, but God can be in them too, and he can speak a new thing. Um, and what is also true about, about this and in these moments is that more is happening, way more is happening than we realize. Way more is happening than we realize. Way more is happening in this story than the people yeah. in this story realize. Yeah. Um, so you've got this, these great moments. Uh, for example, uh, verse 28, you've got this old guy. I love this bit. This, this old guy who's been waiting forever for this, yeah. this little baby to be born. And he, and he takes him in his arms. And he it says, my translation said... And he blesses God. Yeah. I mean that's I mean that's hilarious. Yeah. He's holding God. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you, you think he knows, but he doesn't know yeah. what he's doing. You know, this little baby here, and he's saying, Oh God, thank you. Yeah. And actually this is God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's wild. Yeah. Isn't it? You know, it's like you know who, and you, you, then you start. You say, "Who's who's kind of who's blessing whom?" And this, and then you start to think, "Well, who's holding whom?" Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he, he is. <laughs> this 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 old frail man. I mean, think of it, being sus- his li- his very life is being sustained. In order that he might arrive at this moment where he holds this baby. Yeah. Who's doing the holding? Yeah. Colossians says this. He is the image of the invisible God. Yeah. The firstborn of all creation. For by him all things... All things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authority, all things, all things, were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him, All things hold together. Who's doing the holding? More is happening than even these people who had incredible insight knew it was happening. I mean, after Simeon says what he has to say, you know, verse 33, his mother and his father marveled at what was said about him. You think, these are people who have had angelic encounters. You know, you would have thought that, you know, they might be starting to get, you know, some inkling. And yet here they are, they're thinking, wow, really? Really, this, this is the light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people of Israel. They, they marveled at what was being said. More was going on than they, than they realized. And I want to say that, that more is going on than you realize yeah. in your life right now. Yeah. More is going on than you realize. Yeah. And I don't know what kind of year you've had, you know, maybe it's been like just the best year ever. You know, I hope it has, frankly. But, but actually, even, even if it has been a great year in God where you feel like you've understood Him more than you, than you ever have and you're closer to Him than you ever have been in your whole life, know this, that more is going on than you realize. And maybe you're, in, maybe you're in a dreadful situation right now, and actually you are very much not looking forward to Christmas. You're very much looking forward to the turn of the year because you've had it with 2015. And you feel in a very dark and perhaps in a lonely place, and you're not really sure what's going on, and it's confusing. More is going on than you realize you know even if you feel like you've heard him before and even if you feel like you know you've had a word from him and you know an angel turned up in your bedroom and visited you listen more is going on than you realize and sometimes it takes an old blind man to open your eyes and think wow this old codger is seeing this more clearly than I am. Yeah. 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 More is going on. Now, the reason more is going on is because God is closer than you think he is. God is always closer to you than you imagine he could ever be. That really, in, in large part, It's what Christmas is all about. Um, In the beginning, John starts his gospel. In the beginning, just like Genesis starts because he is writing a new creation story, a recreation story for the world. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. And you realize that the Word isn't the book, the word is, is the person mm-hmm. yeah. that the book invites us to meet. Yeah. And all things were made through him. And without him was not anything that was made. And in him was life. And the life was the light of men. Was your Light and the light shines in the darkness, and no matter how dark it has been in 2015 or light, the darkness has not and can never overcome it. Here's an interesting line no one has ever seen God. Now that's amazing because there's a whole book here where it seems like a lot of people do encounter God. You know? I mean, some of them in really extraordinary ways. For you think, whoa, like Moses, for example. You know, I mean, that's Abraham. You know, just to name two. No one... No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side, but He, that is Jesus, has made Him known. You see, this is what Christmas is all about. Making the. finally, making the Father known as He really, really is. The. That this God would would step into his creation and join himself forever with you. That all things could be made new. He's closer to you than you think. I heard an amazing story eh, just the other day um, it was a, a minister was talking about some friends of his, Church of Scotland minister was talking about some friends of his who had had a really dreadful time with their, um, their son, who had had lots of challenges in his life and um, kind of addiction issues as well. And you know, he lived with them for a while, and he came back to live with them for a while. And then in the end, he, he left, and they didn't, didn't see him for months. And it came to Christmas, and they just thought, you know, we've tried, we've tried everything, but we're going to try again. It's Christmas, for crying out loud. We don't want him to be out there on his own. And, and so what they did was they, they went round all the hostels and missions and stuff like that in the city, and they put a picture of him, a picture of the son and their phone number, and said, you know, have you seen this guy then? Tell them to give us a call, kind of thing. And they they did that for, put them up. A couple of weeks later, no response. No response whatsoever. Um, And then the dad had an idea. He said, What I'm going to do is, instead of putting his picture up, I'm going to put a picture of me. A picture of me with a look that says, I love you and I want you to come home (laughs) and I'm not angry and I'm not going to make you feel guilty and I don't hate you I just want you to come home I just want you to know that I love you and his phone number And one day there was a call. And it was his son. And he came home. This is Christmas. This is what Christmas is. It's the Father of the universe putting a sign up in every lonely place. But it's not a picture of just ourselves. You know we already know ourselves. Yeah. You know, and some, sometimes it's, it's too much to know ourselves that much. Yes. So instead, he gives us Jesus, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. He says, "This is my number. This is this is the way home." Yeah. I'm not angry. Yeah. I'm not going to make you feel guilty. I just want you to come home. It's Christmas for crying out loud. (laughs) This is God. He there is more going on in your life. God is more active in your life right now than you think He is. And He is closer to you than you could ever imagine. And He's not only closer to you, but He's closer to your loved ones. He's closer to your family and your friends who don't know him. He is close to them. And his word to them is come home. His word to them is come home. We're almost out of time, and I desperately don't want to go over time because we've got some very important things to do, like hand out presents. Um... But I wanted to give anyone an opportunity who might want to take it to dial the number and come home. Um, it might be that you have you feel that like you've been away for a long time. Uh, it might be that you feel like you've, you know, just been gone a day or two. <laughs> might feel like you've never been home, really, properly. You've never, known that father who, whose smile is on you and who, who looks at you with loving eyes. And uh, I want to give you an opportunity this Christmas. Here we are, start the Christmas season, there's never a better time than this. Um, to know how near he is. So I tell you what, we're going we're gonna to bow our heads. Um, we're going to do the traditional thing. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to see what the Holy Spirit will do. If you want to pray along with me, then feel free to. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. I, thank you you I thank you that you show me the Father. A Father who... Is the one, I've always dreamed of, father, the one I've always dreamed of. Who loves me. Who believes in me. Who isn't angry. But is forgiving. Jesus. Would you introduce me to this Father? And would you, help me to come home? would you help me to come home and walk away from all my mess, walk away from all my mess. and come and have a feast in your house. A feast your house? Now, just while we've all got our eyes shut and our heads bowed and we're doing the traditional thing.